Welcome to the Not A Focus Step Boy Malcolm Show. I am your host, Step Boy Malcolm. Um, we're going to do another show, another week, another broadcast. It's just, this week is just going to be a, a lot of random things, but I will do a review of WrestleMania. Um, frustrations about last week's last, last week show. Probably my best show I've ever done, like, from front to end. But, but what happened is, had a few uh, issues with the app, uh, had a few issues with the, with everything, and just cut the show short, and I tried to fix it up, but it didn't come out the way I presented it. So at some point, I probably, probably, Fix the recording on that to, sh- to play as much of the show as possible that I can get in. Or maybe just post both halves of the show. Because there was a big segment left off on the last show. But, well, but a, a lot of news going on this week in, uh, in, uh, in sports and just random stuff. I want to get a few random things out. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start it off uh uh, covering up WrestleMania, my thoughts on it, um, how I think the card went, how I think the matches went. I'm going to start off with uh, the first match on the card, Tyson Kidd versus Antonio Cesaro. Uh, uh, I mean, excuse me. Tyson Kidd and Antonio Cesaro, who defeated the New Day, Los Matadors, the Usos in a four-way tag match. Uh, a lot of hot spots. Uh, enjoyable match. Uh, this match was original. Was the pre-show match that was known about. Apparently, uh, it was planned to have two pre-show matches, but apparently, at the end of the day, they ended up having uh, end up having one pre, uh, two pre-show matches instead of the one. But this was the one that was scheduled. Uh, all the guys look good. This match, uh, like like. Previous thought, uh, Cesaro and Kid uh, Kid came out on top like I p- kind of predicted, but also as I predicted, Kofi Kingston did what he did, and the Lost Matadors had their high spots. The Usos did what they do, even though one of them were injured, and they played they played off of that a little bit. So, but enjoyable match as it was. So that's the first match. So the second match on the pre-show was the Big Show. Winning the Andre Memorial Memorial Battle Royal, few stories. A uh, a story was told in Damian Mizdow and uh, turning on the Miz, which I I do have problems of how they did it because it just didn't make sense. But I guess bec- for the result they wanted, they did it the way they did it. But what happened is, is the last three guys was Mizdow, the Miz, and the Big Show. And the Miz want to join forces with Miz now to get get the Big Show out the ring. So basically, the Miz can win the Andre the Memorial Andre Memorial Battle Royal. But what happened is, is um, Miz Dow refused to work with the Miz and basically eliminated the Miz. And it came down to the Big Show and Miz Dow, who battled it out one on one until. Uh, with a lot of close opportunities for the for Miz Dow to win, um, it ended up being Big Show at the end of the day winning this match by throwing Miz Dow on the top ropes. It would have made more sense to me, but I guess because they want to, 
Well, see, they wanted to have Big Show win the ba- uh, Battle Royal since he was a giant. Um, it was kind of annoying hearing uh, uh, JBL on the microphone claiming Andre, uh, the Big Show never won a Battle Royal, but if you were a fan of WCW, you know he won World War Three in 96. But, but case in point, Mizdow, it would have made more sense for Mizdow to help the Miz win the battle royal and as big show was going over the ropes him throw the Miz over the top ropes too screwing the Miz out of out of the, the the trophy but i guess the idea was they really wanted big show to win that battle royal so big show winning andre the memorial battle royal and also the story coming out of that match is also the breakup of the breakaway Miz doll from the Miz. uh the first match on the call was uh the intercontinental ladder match uh, Daniel Bryan defeated uh, Wade Barrett, or bad, bad News Barrett, even though I, you know, you, you, you heard his old mu- theme music as I started the show, but he defeated uh, Bad News Barrett, R-Truth, Dean Ambrose, Luke Harper, and Dol- Dolph Ziggler and Stardust. Um, what I remember from this match is the huge bump Dean Ambrose took with the powerbomb from, uh, from uh, uh, Lou Par- Luke Harper, uh, Daniel Bryan, and uh, ended the match with Daniel Bryan and uh, Dolph Ziggler at the top of the uh, of the ladder, battling out to get the the last uh, suitcase. I mean, the suitcase because this basically was a replacement of the Money in the Bank match. But they just because you got to have a because it was so entertaining because having ladder matches at WrestleMania, they had to find a way to get this one in there. I think it's a smart move to have a ladder match at WrestleMania. But, like I say, Daniel Bryan battling with Dolph Ziggler, pulling it out and winning the, the Intercontinental title. Now, the next match on the card was Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins. I previously reported that I thought Seth Rollins would end up winning this match. I mean, no, Randy Orton would win this match via disqualification count out or something like that, but Seth Rollins went on and battled it out with uh, Randy Orton. Uh, nearly pulling off the match a few times, Randy Orton uh, uh, taking the curse stone. Uh, uh, but the match ended with um, go, uh, with Randy Orton taking the curse stone, reversing it instead of uh, Seth Rollins hitting it, stopping him from taking it, which tossed Rollins in the air with a remarkable RKO by Randy Orton. It was probably probably one of the top moments of the uh, of the night with Randy Orton uh, defeating Seth Rollins in that match. The next match on the card: Triple H versus Sting. This match this match kind of disappointed me because the ideal of Sting, the storyline they originally presented was Sting coming into the WWE to write. Triple H is wrong. You can see that's how they was drawing a storyline, but somehow they turned it to a WCW versus uh, WWE feud, which then they turned it in, inside of this match. They had uh, Degeneration X come out and help Triple H, and then they had um, they had NWO come out and help Sting. I turn it to the ultimate. WCW versus WWE with the two groups that was 
that was pivotal points in the Attitude Era creation and the WCW versus WWE war that was going on in the late 90s. What disappointed me about another one of the things, oh, and also ended with Shawn Michaels sneaking in in the back, giving Sting the sweet chin music as he has Triple H in the uh, uh, Scorpion Deathlock. It just disappointed me how they they focus so much on the WWE versus WC story, WCW storyline that it just totally neglected the the abuse of power angle that they was going on with they had going on with Triple H. Actually, Air Bischoff had some things to say about that. He said basically he basically agreed with me. Basically he was saying that they shouldn't have even focused on a WCW versus WWE angle, but it was just people of high authority just ruin it, basically. It's just arrogance on that high authority level in WWE that they just had an opportunity with one angle, and they just went a completely... They went the 180 to an angle that just people didn't really want to see. Um, another match on the card was AJ Lee and Paige de, uh, defeating the Bella Twins. I, I, um, six minute, six and a half minute diva match. Um... I'm not really gonna say much. Um, it existed, like like I say, AJ Lee and Paige should not be wrestling in the Bella Twins at WrestleMania, I'm a, especially in a six-minute match. It kind of, it kind of, kind of irritates me the way they book the Divas. They 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 book them in these short matches, and. They limit them, limited them on, and I keep saying these women that the WWE has are highly talented, but they don't showcase their talent. That I don't know what WWE is doing with that. I don't know. I don't get it. Do they realize the talent they have, and why are they not using it? Also, this is not WrestleMania related. AJ Lee announced her retirement today. Um, so AJ Lee is no longer working with the WWE and, you know, maybe she's off to do her thing with her husband, support her husband in his UFC run when, or maybe, you know, maybe more things to come. Maybe we'll see AJ Lee wrestle in the Indies or maybe, you know, she goes to, I don't see her going to TNA. I, I can see a possibility of her going wrestling in Japan. Um, or maybe just work the indies. You know, just work the indies. Just to have it in her blood. Because, you know, once you're a wrestler, you love wrestling. Or, you know, maybe she's out, out for the idea of having a family with her husband. I don't know. It's just, I kind of, it's kind of a sad thing to see AJ go. But hopefully whatever she's doing, she's making the, the right decision for her. Um, next match on the card was, uh, John Cena defeating Rusev. Um, the match ended with, it was kind of set up, they kind of set the ending up with, uh, during the match, John Cena having Rusev in the, uh, STF, uh, STF, oh my god, I'm going back to old school Cena, STF. And Lana throwing the shoes to distract the referee and Cena, which broke up the uh, STF. And eventually, 
Rusev, uh, Cena having Rusev in ready for the attitude uh, adjustment. Lana jumping on the side of the ropes and basically Rusev ended up bumping into Lana, taking the attitude adjustment. At one, two, three, we have a new U.S. champ. It's funny because how they presented the match with uh, Rusev coming out in the tank and having the Ru Russians uh, national anthem song. It was so reminiscent of Rocky IV. Uh, what bothers me, this is something that bothers me about wrestling fans. If a company, a little small company down south did the same exact thing, you would have a bunch of lunatic fans talking about, oh, you know, they, why are they copying Rocky IV? The, that company don't have no originality. And this other company up north, no, nobody brings up the same issues. Um, next, you had uh, you had uh, Triple H and Triple H and Stephanie McMahon uh, in the middle of the ring, uh, basically doing a promo talk, you know, doing talking about how their authority and how they should be thankful, thanked for having running WrestleMania on WWE success. Then the music hit, the Rock comes out, fans go crazy. Uh, Rock gets in the ring, basically challenges Triple H to a match. Uh, Triple H does not give him a match. Stephanie starts yelling at him and starts saying, you, The Rock would not hit a woman. Get out of my ring. The Rock steps out of the ring, walks the ring apron, and walks in. Guess who's in the front row? Ronda Rousey. He, he invites Ronda Rousey to jump the, the guardrail, come in the ring with him and with him with the rock and Triple H and Stephanie. And basically she bodies she slams Triple H and basically puts Stephanie in an arm basically an arm move, basically an arm lock. And throws her out the ring and it would have been more interesting if you would have saw the arm bar, but I guess they didn't want to risk Stephanie getting hurt. But, yeah, that segment has some potential. Maybe they're setting some. I don't see them set. Well, I don't see them setting up anything down the line from Ronda Rousey to wrestle. But maybe they're setting up a future match or whatever with uh, with the Rock and, and Triple H. Maybe next year at WrestleMania wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. People think it could be for some SummerSlam, but um, for that match, that type of magnitude, they will they will probably say that for WrestleMania next year. Um, next up on the card was The Undertaker defeating Bray Wyatt. Uh, they basically they kind of tried to make The Undertaker still look look weaker, look like he's not recovering from his loss last year at WrestleMania. Um, the end spot was Bray Wyatt. Well, a key spot, I'd say, in the spot. A key spot was Bray Wyatt doing his uh, walking upside-down thing. From I forget the movie it's from. But next thing you know, Undertaker sits up in classic Undertaker form. Bray Wyatt, facial expression changes. Uh, it ends with Bray Wyatt taking the tombstone. Taking, I think, the second or the third tombstone on the match. And the Undertaker winning... Uh, defeating Bray Wyatt. Last match on the card, the main event, the the match that had wrestling fans fearful, and it was a uh, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. 
This match was booked as Brock Lesnar just beating the living crap out of Roman Reigns, uh, suplexing him, while Paul Heyman on the outside of the ring counting. And this, I get, they showed, showed this match as Roman Reigns how tough he was because he would not give up. He kept taking suplexes, and then, you know, he, at a, at a certain point, he, you know, he kind of rallied, hit a few moves, uh, came, had some close false finishes. But still, uh, still Brock Lesnar kicking out. Uh, ended up with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns basically out cold on the ring, basically beating each other to death. Then all of a sudden you hear Seth Rollins' music comes out. As predicted, Seth Rollins was going to cash in, but I said it was going to cash in after the match. But they decided to have Seth Rollins cash in during the match, making the match a uh, triple threat. Uh, Seth Rollins comes in. Gives the uh, the curve stomp to Brock Lesnar's go for the pin. Brock Lesnar kicks out. Um, then uh, he uh, Brock Lesnar ends up setting up uh, setting up uh, Seth Rollins for the uh, F five. Roman Reigns come in for the spear. Uh, he hits the spear on Brock Lesnar. Then Seth Rollins hit the curve stomp on Roman Reigns. One two three. We have a new champion leaving WrestleMania. Seth Rollins wins by cashing in his money in the bank. Now, people feared this WrestleMania card because they feared that Roman they was going to give Roman Reigns the title because he's the golden boy. He fixed the look that the company likes. But fans do fans feel like uh because he came in straight WWE NXT, never ran the the indie scene. Uh, the, which I equivalent to the territory scene as people always talk about the territories back in the days. I think the Indies are more like the territories itself where you're not belonging to one particular territory. But I digress away from that because that's not even the point. Uh, Roman Reigns, people, uh, Roman Reigns doesn't have a high move set, which I really don't care about. I, me, honestly, as a move set is not as important I think his mic skills are not well, and honestly, I think he's a guy that would do wonders if he had a manager, and you could, you could, he, you can use him better with a manager. I think that would have been a good idea to have Roman Reigns with a manager, uh, but to talk for him, while he improves his, his talking skills, basically. Uh, but uh, as I predicted, uh, Seth Rollins walked out of WrestleMania with the title. Uh, the next night on Raw, uh, Brock Lesnar demanded a match for with Seth Rollins. Uh, Seth Rollins was not there. He ends up showing up. Stephanie tells him he has a match. Uh, before the match, uh, uh, Rollins decided that he didn't want to wrestle tonight. So Roman, I mean, uh, oh my, Roman Reigns. Uh, so uh, Brock Lesnar snaps, throws the table over on uh, JBL and uh, and uh, Booker T. Snatches up Michael Cole, L fives Michael Cole in the ring. It, now I know, I know y'all have seen the internet meme of Michael Cole's shoe sitting in the middle of the ring. R.I.P. Michael Cole. Uh, th- this is basically a way to write the guys out for a little while, take a break. Um, also, uh, they, 
I can't think of the guy. O'Brien Saxon had him in the uh, him by himself uh, doing the the next few matches of Raw and eventually bringing Jerry the King Lawler to finish out Raw. Um, people were bothered by this on the internet. I, I, I started to see people complain about Byron Saxon's way he was announcing. But honestly, I think that I, I, I think it was a fine job. I don't know if they were going for this or if this was on purpose. But Byron Saxton, and this is the reason why people were complaining, but I think it was kind of a smart deal. Byron Saxton wasn't prepared to go out there and announce matches, and he had, and that's that's the way it should look. It should look like he wasn't prepared to announce matches, and him out there and basically confused in an uncomfortable environment. That's the way it should look. Only thing I was bothered by is why didn't they just flip the dog on the announce table back over? They left it sitting sitting on the side like it was when they could have just flipped it back over. It, it just never made sense to me. It's not really a hard job to do. Um, as I said earlier, AJ Lee retired. Like I said, she I guess she's going to support her husband. And basically it will be the end of the rift between uh, her husband and uh, the company up north. Um, but I'll, I'll, as, as for WrestleMania, though, I enjoy, my, I enjoy WrestleMania. I like the card and I like the festivity I like the show on thing it was some things they could have done better but I it, I it was a pass for me um I'm sitting here right now I got the movie swingers on and I find the I find the movie swingers very very enlightening now I never got I thought it was just to be honest just a, a white guy movie you know me being a, a brother you know black guy didn't understand the movie, but now as I get older, I get the movie. It's not. It's it's more of a. It's all. It's more of a, a guy movie. A guy from the uh, in the mid thirties to understand this movie. Uh, it, it it the main character. I can't think of his name. Uh, he's played by. He's played by. Uh, John Farver. Far I can't pronounce his name, but. Uh, Farve or whatever, um, basically can't give it get over his ex. He's a comedian. He's in L.A. He's uh, struggling with women because he can't get over his ex, and he's just blowing it, bombing over and over again. All of a sudden, he meets some random woman, just dances with her, does less, and he gets farther. And guess what? Who calls? Because he keeps calling his ex over and over again. She never answers the phone. So he basically, when he finally gets success with some new woman, all of a sudden he stopped calling the ex. And guess who calls later on when he's over her? His ex. That's usually how it works out. Strange enough, uh, a big lesson in life is you want to get over a woman, find a new woman. The problem is, is it's hard for a guy to find a new woman when he's got the yips and the reason why he's got the yips is because it's lack of successful women it's, 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 that's the reason why some people would say that you never let your game slip out basically you should always map with no, no intention of uh, going going to a certain point but you gotta be able to keep that game up before you ruin it but Funny, I mean, not funny, but an intriguing movie. I, I don't know. I guess I like this movie now. Went to the movies this week. 
and I went and saw what is the movie called? Uh Ah, Get Hard. Uh I like the movie with uh Kevin Hart and and uh shoot. I can't think of the guy's name. I can't think of the guy's name right now. Uh but I like the movie. Um pretty funny. It was basically it touched up I guess you kind of you can see how he, he touched up on the whole issue of uh basically corporation corporate you know I can't um, sorry brain's not working right now but basically corruption corruption uh Wall Street t- type corruption it kind of slid that in there without you knowing that's what the movie was doing um but yeah enjoy Kevin Hart's funny guy um. Why well, can't think of the guy's name? Uh, but uh, Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will Ferrell is who I was trying to think of. But yeah, Will Ferrell's in it, and him and Kevin Hart, very funny. Uh, I would recommend going to see that movie. I, um, I was uh. Oh, but let me let me get touch off on something else in sports. I'm getting all off subject. I want I do want to talk about just random stuff today. But uh, national uh, uh, final fours this weekend, uh, Wisconsin versus Kentucky. I'm it's gonna. Uh, this is like a contrast of teams. You got um, Kentucky, a bunch of young kids, uh, uh, one and dones or two and dones. The two and duns could have been one and duns, but they decided to stay another year. Undefeated Kentucky team going against Wisconsin, a team that uh, Kentucky defeated last year, I might add. Kentucky, young, likes to run uh, uh, hip-hop, I say. You know, I just say a bunch of black guys. And Wisconsin, a bunch of white guys who who four-year colleges – Stadium years, four, three years, three, three, four years, chess passing. Uh, this is this is like the 1950s version of NCAA versus even the name Comiskey and Barrett, and it's just an interesting game. But contrasting styles, but it's gonna be enjoyable. I'm I'm looking forward to that game. Um, this is to me the biggest threat to Kentucky because this is a team. With a bunch of, uh, I guess, upperclassmen, been been there, know how to play together, and who can all shoot and play tough defense, going against this Kentucky team, and I'm still picking Kentucky to win. If but if Kentucky doesn't play their best ball, they're they're susceptible to Wisconsin. If Wisconsin's playing their best ball, of Wisconsin defeating them. In the other game, you got uh, Michigan State versus Duke. I'm taking Duke in this game. Um, I just, but it's amazing what Michigan State have done. Uh, it's and funny. I might add, uh, I didn't even notice this until I heard Kevin Ollie on the radio today. A lot of similar similarities between Duke. I mean, not Duke. Excuse me, Michigan State and UConn are last year same rank. Same conference record, 
uh, a lot of sim- similarities uh, between the two teams. Uh, but, um, oh, they, yeah, a lot of similarities. But I'm taking uh, Duke to win. I'm taking Duke versus uh, Kentucky in the national championship. I'm taking Kentucky to defeat Duke. But I think this is the tougher game for Kentucky. I actually believe this might be the week we have the better. I mean, the first games might be the better games, better games than the championship game. I think I think Michigan State can play tough enough to stay in the game and give uh, Duke a little bit more trouble. I think Wisconsin is the actual threat to Kentucky to defeat Kentucky. But I still think Kentucky will win both games, become a national champions, be the first team since uh, 76, when Indiana did it, I, I think it's 76, to uh, go undefeated. Now, back to just random crap. Um... I went to a buddy of mine house tonight, uh, today, because uh, I was getting my car worked on, and uh, decided to take a little walk, and I was on the phone with a friend of mine, and she was driving around, and just so happened to see me w- while on the phone, <laughs> walking in her neighborhood, because I was going to walk and go to the movies and watch a movie while I get the car fixed. Really didn't really want to do that, but it was just, I had really nothing else to do, but she had uh he-Man, and she was Christmas special, and kind of saw me act like, I mean, going to my seven-year-old mode, and how excited I was, and how much I was laughing at. It's funny, if you basically, I wish I could just find a bunch of VHS tapes, Some anybody has, of like classic 80s cartoons, with commercials and all, because the commercials was even enjoyable for me, watching them over there. Uh, <laughs> There's some commercials I totally forgot about, like uh, the Cinnamon Toast guys, Chef guys, and the, the I can't think of what it is. I, I'm even forget already. The starters, um, and just the, the, the kid toys and stuff like that, how they marketed toys to kids back then. Oh, they even had this commercial in which they... they uh, Tell kids to call Santa. I mean, uh, help be Santa's helper. It was the funniest thing because at the end, because it was like a two dollar a minute, uh, first minute, fifty cents each additional minute. But at the end of the in the commercial, they said all real fast and quick. It's funny how dirty this is because he's telling little kids that uh yeah call help be Santa's helper. And then at the end of the commercial, they start talking like this. <laughs> And just start talking fast, tell them get the parents commit permission so they can claim that hey, we had, he told you to get your parents commission permission in the commercial, but they said it so fast that no one could have heard it. It's so mani- manipulative back then, but I just found that funny, <laughs> entertaining. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but just random crap, random crap for this week. But. Maybe next week we can cover a little bit more. Uh, in, uh, the Rockets, my Rockets looking good. Oh, um, breaking news app. I'm loving this new app. It's an app that I picked up because I listen to a lot of sports radio. And basically, they've been promoting this uh, new app called Breaking News, which you can follow your team 
or you can even follow the whole league. It's a way you can follow the whole league. But for your own particular team, you can get quick notes every time something happens. Uh, beautiful app. Love the app. And it's, it kind of helps me out in getting information even faster instead of uh, uh, patrolling on uh, Twitter like I usually. It just sends all the information on to that app every time like popular sports guys, uh, uh, credible sports guys report anything, it goes to their Twitter account, which that site links their Twitter account straight to it. But so, yeah, if you're a sports fan, you might want to check, get that app. Um, but I'm going to wrap this show up today. Uh, really not that much to talk about. I, I didn't want to get lazy and not do a show. And, and but I did enjoy, uh, I did also want to talk about WrestleMania, and so I just, that's the reason why I went on and just did a show on WrestleMania, and just added a little random crap things in there, so just personal bull crap that, you know, just in my mind, but I say, uh, thanks for listening, and I will be sure to do another show next week, um, Looking forward to, oh yeah, one of the things I did not touch up on, if I touch that on uh, right now, uh, Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao, $99 for high definition, $89 for non-high definition for the fight. Still looking forward to the fight. There's going to be fight parties everywhere May 2nd. So everybody get ready for uh, probably uh, one of the uh, best uh uh, well, not even the best. Some one of the biggest paydays in boxing history. You're gonna be part of it. I will say, so far the cards looking like crap. But I, I, I really, since I forgot to get into that before closing the show. But so I'm just gonna close the show. But uh, thanks for listening. Just keep listening, and uh, I'll ride it out, baby. <laughs>